You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Howler Back Now with me, Holland Roden, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Howler Back Now. This is Holland Roden, your host. And today we have the first director of Teen Wolf on this podcast. That is Tim Andrew. We are going to be recapping season one, episode nine, Wolf Spain. Welcome to the show. Holland Roden. I am honored to be here. It is delightful to see you. You are always wonderful on Teen Wolf, and I'm thrilled that we get to chat again about it. Well, your whole family grew up on Teen Wolf. I love Claire and Lily. Claire is here today as well, guys. And I'm just so excited to chat with you guys. So as, as uh, homework for this podcast, we watched mm-hmm. that episode. That you you did not. This is this is the Andrew family for everybody. <laughs> you you might have been one of the first. In defense of the other guests, I said, it's fine if you don't watch the episode. Either way works. And so I'm not surprised, you know, of course, of course you watch. But it was a fun episode, right? It's a great episode. I was amazed at how much happened. I was like, good God, how did we get all that done? Um, But it looks fantastic. But what reminded me that one of the things we're looking at the scenes and you just sort of get flashbacks of shooting them. Mm -hmm. There was one scene and and I was, it was, it's a, it's. Um, in a, when there was a hallway in that school that you're very familiar with that uh, had glass windows on one side. And um, I guess it's Tyler and Dylan walking down that hallway. And I remember that the reason that we did this dramatic low angle, you know, because the show was obviously very dramatic and the way we shot it, um, it was basically because it was snow outside. And I was just trying not to see the snow all over the ground. Oh, that's I don't, so funny. I remember that year it was freezing. We were all oh, so yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, season one, I think we had like two actors with almost hypothermia or they entered hypo, you know, I think it was Jackson and and um yeah. Yeah, it was Colton and Colton and Crystal. And then poor Tyler was shirtless in so many wooded scenes that, that season. Putting Colton in the river yeah, in the yeah. I remember that beautiful shot of him coming out. These cameras you guys were whipping out and these shots you were sh- setting up, especially at that time, it felt like more of a movie than it f- did a TV show. 
um, for all the different angles you guys like to set up was, was really a, quite a lot of fun to watch as an actor. Well, thank and, you. the uh, great thing with that was Russell Mulcahy. One of the things I was excited about with the show was to meet him. Really? Uh, because of Highlander? A, because of that and other movies of his that he had done. And I knew, so I, I was a fan of his before I ever met him. And I remember, I remember very clearly the very first time I met him on, uh, on Team Wolf. You know, because I I'd, I'd almost met him several times. You know, our paths had almost crossed. Yeah. He'd done a. I was working in London, and he had done a. Uh, he did a, th- a thing for the BBC in London, and I was excited to meet him. I didn't get to meet him on that. I went oh. to the set, and he wasn't there. And then here in or there in California, he did a, a show for this company, um, and uh, and I was doing their next one. So we sort of overlapped. He was shooting, and as I was prepping the next, uh, it was a company that did miniseries and stuff. And I got his trailer, but I never got to meet him. No. So, uh, so I was like, oh my God, I never, I can never get to meet this uh, this guy. And then I found out he was doing Team Wolf, and I was like, yes, that's this. I'm finally going to meet Russell Mulcahy because I was a fan. And, uh, and no, this is why I do the podcast. I find out information. This is so yeah. fun. I had no idea that you had been a big fan and that you had let that many yeah. like you know happy that yeah near misses or yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so that's why, you know, he said he's such a great um, visual artist mm-hmm. and such a great director. You know, he he um, set the tone for that show. And and so for me, um, I would watch his episode. Uh, so it is. So it was why you signed on a Teen Wolf because of Russell? Not because of him, but but I was ex- very excited that I was going to, you know, work on the show with him. And um, for me, yeah, how did you get involved? Yeah. Well, for me as a director with Russell, um, you know, when people say how, like, you know, you get better at something if you play tennis against somebody who's better than you, you know, okay. it raises your game. And that's how I felt with Russell. You know, I, I felt that I'd watch Aww. his episodes and I'd be like, oh, my God, how did he do that? That's so cool. And so then I'd be like, I've got, I've got to up my game. I've got to make my next episode has got to be, you know, I've got to try and be as good as that, you know. And well. so it, it was fantastic because <laughs> it really made me a better director. and. And Jeff was so awesome because he's such a uh, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of cinema. You know, he would mm-hmm. come up to me and say, "Hey, do you remember this obscure Japanese movie? Do you remember that shot about an, two hours into it? Um, you know, in the in the barn at the back, and it's lit with this one lamp." And I'm like, "I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I've seen that film. If I did see that film, I don't remember what you're talking about. But then I would have to be. I, I can't seem like I'm an idiot, so I, I got to go. No, and of course, find yes, yes, film. yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I, so I, I can find this film, find the shot. What's he talking about? And, uh, you know, it, just because they were both so knowledgeable and so good and talented that it really uh, made me better. And there were no rules. Like we would, you know, sometimes you work on a show mm-hmm. and there are rules. They're like, oh, we don't do that. We don't do this. We need to, you know, light it a certain way or shoot it a certain way. And for for us, we were like, okay, so that was great, but we don't want to keep doing the same thing. So what can we do that's interesting now? How can we make the show as cinematic and dramatic and cool um, with no money? With no money. <laughs> well, I was saying that's why I wanted to interview you for this episode, which was Nine Wolfsbane, because this is an action-packed episode. And first of all, there's a lot of upper angles and there's a lot of lower angles, but the upper angles in this particular episode of starting like on that slant with Adrian Harris and then following him through the room on the slant. This was a very heavy, I feel like, shot episode in addition to the action. You've got the police chases, you've got the on foot chases, then you've got the car chase between Kate and Scott and Styles. So 
do you remember how long this episode took? Did we shoot this past the eight days and sort of bled into other days as far as the the block shooting went? Because because we were so loosey goosey with our schedule, we only had two series directors. We would shoot sometimes things out of way out of order in the sense of like it's shot in another episode because that episode was too big to shoot in the allotted days we had for for you know episode nine. Um, I just was so impressed going back and watching this episode. I was like, Tim crushed all this a- action. And, uh, you know, you're saying, you know, you're such a big fan of Russell and Russell was this big action director. But I really was like, I loved this episode, the, the pacing and the amount of shots you guys uh, guys got. We'll go through the scene by scene. But do you remember what made you guys start with that slanted upward angle throughout the room that with that? I went to the list where it was like Adrian Harris, and that was the one yeah. name that was the alpha was after. Uh, well, that was one of the things. I, I've always been a big Hitchcock fan, right? So I would mm. often, um, you know, people say, "Oh, it's a, you know, it's an homage to this movie or that movie." I, I blatantly would steal stuff from from different movies that I thought was were cool, and um, uh, uh, so that's sort of a rip off of uh, of Alfred Hitchcock, and. Um, the reason we we always Is this uh, like birds. I'm trying to remember the the, the particular. I think, that, I think that one actually there was a uh, there's a movie called The Wrong Man, mm. um, and I think I think I was uh, there was a, you know those film noir movies. Everything's shot through very dramatic lighting because if you remember um, whoever else is in the scenes with him, like the later on there's a scene with uh, uh, the sheriff. You know they're just in silhouette in the background, and only the person is is lit in the in the front with a little lamp on the desk and stuff. And you always have those blinds that like cast really dramatic stripes on the walls and stuff like that. Um, it, it was just I always want to have a, as far as I can a really interesting uh, shot to start an episode to mm-hmm. go out on an act break to come in on a on a new act. Um, I just think you uh, you set the tone, you know, for the for the show if you can be as uh, cinematic as possible. Uh, and having and having a uh, Tyler Hecklin, who is is such a great stunt guy, such a physical guy, and in running down those hallways and doing the slide into it. Do you remember um, what I love about Tim is he is so incredibly organized. He comes in with a shot list, which rustles a bit more on the fly. <laughs> and so networks love when you make your days. And so to make your day means to get all of your, your scenes in. And the network loves Tim because he would make his days. And um, you, were, you were just very organized. And I remember um, if it was a Tim episode, I knew that it was going to be incredibly organized. Thank you. So, I mean, that the action for organization, that action sequence, there's a scene in the, in the beginning when um, Hecklin has been chased by cop cars and and, mm-hmm. you know, and then they go in this ironworks thing. So I, I remember on that day, um, that location had like the road that uh, that Tyler was driving his car on mm-hmm. was one was one road and that was behind me. The road that Hecklin was running to to go into that factory was um, uh, joined that. So there was like this sort of triangle. We had three different groups of. Uh, crew like three different uh units like units you had three right. units working that yeah so i had i had and i'm standing in the middle and then the factory was was next to me on my other on my right side and um and so basically i would just run into each unit and say your next shot is this and i'd run out there set the cameras and i'd run into the next one i'd be like okay we're gonna get this right now and we and we should we'd shoot something in there and i would tell them that your next shot is this and i would just run back 
so I must have got my steps in that night. I was going to say that was a lot of shots to get for an episode. I was like, wait, Tim's shooting a mini movie over here. Like, what is happening? Uh, We shot that in one night. And as an example, like the reason Team Wolf, we were able to make it um, as cinematic as as we did was that, you know, other shows you work on, you've worked on plenty of plenty of things. Mm -hmm. um, And they would maybe get 25, 30 setups, camera setups in a day. So on that night, um, we would shoot, we shot like 130 setups. Wow. Just shooting nonstop, no downtime, just sprint, 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 go, go, go. And Tyler was so good, Hecklin, in that scene because, you know, that he was running, that's no double, that's him running in front of cop cars, right? So we've got these old cars, they're driving around them. And if he slipped and fell or if their brakes went out, that's dangerous. You know, that's yeah. so I would talk to him, I'm like, are you comfortable doing this? And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so uh-huh. he's running full pelt in front of those cars and they're not hanging around. And then he wanted to do that slide. He used to be uh he, you know, a I'm sure he's a baseball player, but yeah. like that's a baseball slide because he would tell it, you know, he was mm. he was uh, uh-huh. so good at it. And he said, Look, I could do this. And I'm like, Oh my God. All right. So like we did that, we did that baseball slide, but he's got cars <laughs> flying at him while he's doing it, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. I remember it's such it's such an amazing opening. It was, I, I think it's probably my favorite opening this season, watching season one. Oh, and great. so, yeah, the, the the pacing was incredible. Part of our low budget with that. Yeah. The yeah. cars in it were rentals, right? From like, uh, yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Enterprise or whatever company it was. And so when we would rent those cars, we would take out the extra insurance so that, you know, you could just, uh, you, all you have to do is. That's how y'all were doing it. <laughs> And they went back, you know, we were firing when the, when uh, Dylan and Tyler uh, Posey drive in uh-huh. to rescue Hecklin in that car, they're being shot at. They are really being shot at. That car is being hammered with um, pellets. Blinks. And, uh, and so I just, I just, you know, I'm saying to them, okay, just get in and get out as fast as you can and don't put your head out the windows. And those, car- we had stunt guys, firing special effects guys firing at that car and when we handed those cars back they were destroyed and they did, were... did the extra insurance work i never heard anything about it so i'm assuming <laughs> everything was good the perks of being the director you don't really hear about the logistics after the fact sometimes <laughs> that was the karen and joe thing i'm sure karen karen was dealing with that that's funny and you also worked with pyrotechnics that night when he like slid in in front of the cars tyler hecklin uh you know, you had sp- sparks going off in the background. Yeah, squibs and explosions and, and it's mm-hmm. all live. None of it's CG. It's all real. And, uh, you know, you guys were all brave. You were doing all that stuff. You were there from the beginning to the end, obviously. So what was your favorite episode or scene? Um, and, it, you know, from this episode or another episode, is there something that stuck out in your mind for you? Uh, well, in this episode, I really did enjoy that. Uh, that, opening that, that opening sequence because yeah. it, it was quite a challenge and it all came together and I think everybody did a great job it looked it looked good um the, the, there's a later scene I always felt bad for Colton because we seem to torture him often and uh I, I did enjoy the scene where we pulled uh, oh the wolf spain out of his neck neck and that's you know that's John Posey that's Tyler's dad doing that you know um oh, absolutely absolutely that, yeah we get to that scene so that was one of your favorites yeah, it's just just because I think it looked really cool, and Colton did a great. It was job. disgusting. It actually made me a little queasy, like Thank having you. to see I'm like pleased. it pulled out, and then the purple flowers falling that were magically not bloody. But but of course, it was the dream, so you could play with the 
suspended reality of like the bloody strand with the bloodied flowers from the like pretty purple falling to the ground. And uh, it had a very like American beauty kind of effect for me. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And we spent so those sort of scenes, bizarrely, you spend a long, long time on, like even though there's not much dialogue. You know, they take a long time to to get all those shots. All the technical ones with the blood or if there's something, a before and after effect within a scene. Yeah. Or in, yeah. like uh, at the end when um, Ian, you know, changes back, all his scars go away. You know, you have to mm-hmm. shoot that over two different days, but exactly the same setup so that it all matches. So it looks like it's, you know, he's magically healed in that moment. Had you shot lacrosse scenes before? I didn't even know what lacrosse was. As, like a, I, as a Brit, where in England were you born? Uh, I was born in Essex, uh, in Essex. Is, uh, outside of London. Yeah. Oh. On the side of what spawned sort of your interest in film, I'm assuming from a young age, though? Yeah. So I used to drive past the Pinewood Film Studios when I was a kid. And uh, I always oh. wanted to make a, you know, work there and make a James Bond movie, direct a James Bond movie. You, you're doing a version of it uh, every day now. With the amount of action on the current show, which we'll get to what you're working on now, as well as on Teen Wolf. Thank you. Yes, it's been yeah. very lucky. It's been and 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 for for the audience members that are curious, did you you knew? I I think I know this answer. You knew Joe jo and Karen prior to yes. Teen Wolf. Yes, and that's how you guys all met and came together. Yeah, we had worked together for uh, Roger Corman, who was um, a king of the B movies. He had the studio that made really really bad films. <laughs> And they were great fun to make, you know, because this you, is where you met Joe Janier. Yes. Joe this and is I, our producer and Karen. <laughs> yeah, I met Joe. Um, he's probably one of the first people I met in America. And we, we're great. I friends. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we've been great friends ever since I talked to him every week still. And um, still. yeah, yeah. He wa- he calls me when he's walking his dog in, in LA. So we chat and he's walking his dog called Kevin. And uh, yeah. And we chat, but yeah, he brought me on, and because I, I, when I was first, when this was first mentioned to me, I didn't think the films, the Teen Wolf films that had been made, were mm. very good. I didn't like mm. them, um, so I was like, mm, <laughs> Joe, what, next... you, what do you get yourself into? <laughs> and then I met, but then I met Jeff, and then oh my god, yeah. and I, you know, as soon as I met Jeff, and he started talking about his vision for the series, and what it was going to be like and what it was going to be about. I was, uh, I was immediately all in. I was very excited. Oh, well, yeah. Now we basically are at that scene of the Wolfsbane. One thing I loved about Jackson is I love that you start with that close up and his head in that strap. Um, and John Posey, who is Tyler Posey's father, um, is our, is our resident doctor in Beacon Hills, our creepy slash friendly yeah, doctor. I would not go to any hospital in Beacon Hills. It's, <laughs> I, I we always used to joke on the show. It's just like like this. The ratings for this hospital must be appalling. A one, you know, like, a no one review. Yeah. And poor, poor Melissa. <laughs> Melissa McCall's trying to trying to hold up the. But the, even uh, Melissa poor... in that episode. I'm not, I was going to say letting oh, Jackson I'm... on the computer. Come like, on what now. Are you thinking? And then seeing the summary of charges. And she's like, oh, OK, moving on. It's like uh-huh. suspended reality of what of parenting in Beacon Hills and uh, and authority authority figures. Yeah, it was quite funny. Um, but uh, yeah, that scene actually made me squeamish of when you're taking the wolf spade out of the neck. And uh, this is a really big, big episode for Jackson as well. I really liked uh, all the different bits um, that you you played with uh, the voiceover throughout the episode of, uh, of of Jackson talking to McCall. I thought that was really fun as well. 
that what I, lo- I love about it is I think it's really I find the episode really funny. I just think it's there's so much humor between everybody and like Jet, you know, Colton's really funny. Mm-hmm. Dylan's really funny. You know, Tyler Hecklin's really funny in it. You know, like there's so much humor in it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Watching the show back, I think episode nine, there's something about that two thirds of the way through the season bit for me that you felt um, Dylan's character you felt the funny on him, but in episode nine, it just it was a hook, line and sinker of like, wow, how talented is this man? Um, how many bits that he came up with that were non, you know, sort of, they were vocal, but they were non-scripted yes. um, of the sounds and the movements. And he just really came alive for me. Um and I obviously, you know, see why why he is the fan favorite. He comes alive. And 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 this episode for me was was really where watching the show back now, um, I am able to see that. And so it's it's been really fun to watch to watch him in this episode. What's your favorite scene in the episode? Man, I really like the opening. I just I I honestly did not realize you guys got that one in one night because when, you know, for Kimberly in Michigan, when the actors aren't on set, we don't know what's going on we we find out when the audience finds out um of watching an episode so it's always um when you read the scripts you it's always interesting to go oh how are they going to shoot that what's that going to look like when you're not in the scene Mm -hmm. uh so my favorite i'll never forget watching that i'm pretty sure we were at jeff's house for that one yeah we would always go to we would yeah when we watch back the episodes yeah Yeah, we'd order bossa nova pizza and he'd have a, a whole get up it was really fun and i remember everyone cheering through that I, I'm almost positive that's where we, where we were, and I'm not imagining this that that they were cheering throughout that almost entire opening sequence. So I'm sure that had to feel good. It was um, definitely one of my favorites. I also liked the pool scene, which we'll get to in a second. I have a, I, have, I have some questions about the pool scene um, of when Allison and Jackson are swimming because I thought that's such a fun way to set up a scene as a director. Um, and obviously it was scripted, but getting a pool was probably not easy. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, how long, yeah, did you say that it took up the most of the day when you were saying it's such a detailed part to film, the wolf's been coming out of the neck? Yeah, things like that. Like, it, you know, often some scenes are, you know, uh, a bunch of people chat, talking, you know, for pages and pages of dialogue. And, and uh, so that's that's um, you know, one thing. But but you can normally get through that quite quickly. You know? mm-hmm. But when it's, when it's uh, something like that, where it's very specific and weird shots, you know, because we're like underneath him when he's mm-hmm. got his chin on that strap thing. And then, you know, you know, I love, I like the shots of his eyes, you know, the, all those very specific. All the different shots. kinds of ways to poke him. Like so many insert shots in this episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That takes time because getting that, those things in focus. And then, on our, you know, obviously on our show, we always played with focus and stuff. So you want it mm-hmm. like focus some of the time, but not all the time. Right. Um, you know, just getting it all would you would you make a shot list of like get this out of focus in focus out of focus so these next three i don't need out of focus like how detailed were you pre and then on the day how much would you improvise um it's it's like 50 50 you have to plan so you you know basically i I do the i do a shot list so that the everybody else knows how long a scene's going to take you know because every setup takes time so Mm -hmm. even though like that scene with uh him being uh tortured or whatever it, it may i can't remember it, but in the script perhaps it was just like a quarter of a page maybe it wasn't very long um you know if i've got 20 shots to get that's going to take time you know yeah. every shot takes 15 minutes you know so that's four hours mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it takes so that just shows you like, oh, that's going to take a while. Whereas you know, you might have had a, a dialogue scene with somebody else, where it's just you and you know Allison talking or something, and it might have been, but we can shoot it much quicker because it's just two of you talking. You know? Yeah, absolutely. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. For the narrative sense of the podcast, there's uh, this idea that Tyler is uh, going to having to ultimately steal the necklace because he is unable to uh, have Allison give him the necklace. And so Styles, of course, had planned in the background. Okay, if we can't get if we can't get, get her to give us the necklace, we're gonna have to steal it. And so I love the lunchroom scene. My favorite part about that scene is when he bites the apple, the apple and the crunch and the like the way he bites the apple and using the audio of the apple that's still in Scott's head. Whose idea was the apple? That's that was all Jeff. That was Jeff. Yeah. Okay. That was all Jeff. I was trying to remember if the apple's in the script or not. No, I feel like didn't check the script. I've got the script. I don't know. Uh I'm gonna look it up right now while you're talking about <laughs> Um, the most organized guest of all podcasts is Tim Andrew. It's not just this podcast. I love it. It's amazing. The thing with Jeff is that he's so cinematic in his mind. You know, when he when he writes the scenes, he really, you know, he's he's you know directing on on Wolfpack. I and know he directed the finale of Wolfpack. Yeah, so he um, he always he writes like a director as well. Okay, so in the script, let me read it to you. Um, it says Jackson takes a bite of an apple. It the, was scripted. The crunch, and it's in capitals, the crunch of teeth into pulp soars towards the room. The sound slamming again in capitals at Scott, causing him to wince. 
When he looks up again, Jackson has set down the apple, now gazing at Scott with interest. Wow, it was it was scripted. This I have not read that script. It's been twelve years, lo- longer, <laughs> Four, fourteen, long for fourteen years. Yeah. Wow, it was scripted. Yeah, that's wild. So, anyway, so Jeff is so great because you know whenever we could, we, you know, we everybody was just working so hard to make the show as mm-hmm. good. Like there was no days off. There was, it was just. Uh, you know, I'd meet him on the weekends and we walk through the sets and we would talk uh, talk about the scenes. And he was like, I, you know, I, I thought it maybe that there, you know, there would be here and we could just like. Shoot. So he had he had very clear you know, visual sense of the scenes. And then mm. um, so or sometimes we would walk around a set and, and he hadn't written a scene yet. And we would say, OK, we could do this bit here and this bit here. And then he would write it so specifically to, to that location um, that that's why it um it works so well and looks so good because often you work wow. on a show where scripts are written by somebody who's never seen that location mm-hmm. so that's generic and um and that wasn't the case with team wolf like we didn't have we had a teeny tiny budget mm-hmm. but we had a group of passionate people making it absolutely yeah that's what i mean it was so apparent from just even the pilot presentation into season one that that was the case and we were just um I felt very lucky to be a part of it. And that's why I'm overjoyed to be a part of this podcast of taking everybody down memory lane. And it's uh it was a special show. I've we've both gone on to work on other projects and I've had an immense amount of fun, as I'm sure you you have as well. But there was something about this little engine that could on Teen Wolf. Yeah, for sure. And everybody, like you said, there was just such blurred lines of collaboration. Um and I I had no idea that I guess it would make sense for later seasons, but even in the season one of, of being able to scout a location and write to that location. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's ever been said on this podcast before. So that's, I mean, uh, you asked me earlier and I, and I didn't answer it about the mm. schedule and everything. So what we were very lucky about was because Russell and I were flip-flopping episodes. Mm-hmm. So prepping, shooting, prepping, yeah, shooting, no breaks, <laughs> no breaks, but it, but it was great because I would, I was like, Oh my God, I need to, I got to get the scene that's, you know, at the location you're going to mm-hmm. tomorrow. So I would be able to go and shoot a scene there for my episode, and then he, and then he you know, he carry on. And what really that really just saved us so much money. And yep. and in terms of the schedules for the episodes, you know, it, it they did expand and contract depending on what was going on because we never we never compromised. There was no scene. Sometimes you work on shows, and you know, you and I both know, you know, yep. where people are like, this show is super important. Sorry, this scene is super important. This scene, maybe not so much, you know. So we'll mm-hmm. just sort of uh, get through this one really quickly. Um, but we none, no scenes were unimportant no. in Team Wolf. Thing. Everything we did, everything to the best of our abilities, you know. Uh, yeah. And MTV clear. let us do it too. It was also a network um, decision that they were pretty hands off because they weren't a network that had a lot of narrative options. I don't know if it was just not a. I don't know what it was. I mean, Justin Levy he would obviously give notes at the network, but he's a very cinematically driven person as well. And um, I think he was a kind of our babysitter and he kind of let let the kids run loose. He's like the best kind of babysitter. He'd be the cool Justin babysitter Levy was great. I hope like, to have him on this podcast. Yeah. Because he was be the, the babysitter that would say, uh, yeah, you're fine, right? I'm gonna go out and see my friends. You're good. I'm, you're good for yeah, yeah. on your own. You're gonna be good, right? Right? Shake your head. Yes. Okay. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be back. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we totally. were left alone. We were in Atlanta, so that nobody uh, visited much, if at all. I don't remember no. anything. Just Justin, and then Justin would be like, 
And I think, you know, he was really excited. You could really feel his passion for the show. Um, he felt much more like a creative producer on the show versus somebody that worked at the network who was more business oriented. Um, he was a real creative, a real, he was also a collaborator. Yeah. Um, my next question, uh, this is the pool. How do we find the pool? Like there's that certain smell, there's a certain look to it. It's just, it feels very otherworldly to me. Uh, very submarine-esque. And so I love that you guys shot Alice and a Jackson swimming. What was uh, your goal for that scene? I love how you did it coming forward. Um, yeah, it, yeah. What were your it thoughts was a on good, it? Uh, it was a, some, we shot it several times. Actually, okay. We shot it for this scene and we also shot it. Do you remember when? Um, oh, in other episodes, right. Yeah, when he's a canama and he's in uh, like that like that lizard suit thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so my, actually my, uh, a bit of a tangent, I don't know what episode this was, but my, uh, my memory of that pool was that it's so humid in there you know, like any school pool or whatever, right? It's this big box, you know, with this this massive swimming pool in it. And and we've got every department in a boat in the pool. So like they're all around the edges. So that, you know, it was it was this I didn't know that part. Scene I'm remembering is when they're in the uh Colton is the camera, is in this plastic, this rubber suit, and Hecklin and Dylan, I think, um, are in the middle in the water and they're trying to like stay safe in the water. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Hecklin, I think is paralyzed and, and, and Dylan was keeping him afloat. Do you remember this? Am yeah, I yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, but anyway, so I just remember that because of the humidity, the suit kept getting bigger. It was like expanding. And, um, that's so funny. I didn't know and, that. And it wasn't actually, uh, Colton in it at one point because right. he was allergic, allergic to, the, to the suit. The suit. Yes. So we had somebody else in it and I was like, it looks so weird. What's going on with the suit? And it was just like, it was so humid that it was sort of stretching and getting, it was like melting on this guy, I guess. I don't know. But um, it was, they had a lot of problems. And we were, it was the longest shoot day on Team Wolf history. Really? Was the, was the Canama suit in the pool? That pool thing. that We literally, I don't know how, I don't even want to remember. I, I think it was like 16 hours of shooting or something even longer, you know, oh just endless to get all the shots because and so we've got everybody in little boats so like you know makeup or hair, hair or wardrobe and everybody had their own but they would paddle out to paddle the middle out and, to them that is funny and, and to the actors and do some and then they would paddle back out of the shot and we had a crane in there and the crane broke but then the crane broke in such a way that actually i thought it made it cooler so that i said i told them not to fix it no because it, it, the 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 head of the crane like jammed i think again because of the humidity or something, mm -hmm. something it and so it was at this weird angle and i was like i think that looks cooler that looks better let's leave it like that and um so we did um so anyway it was uh, swim filming in swimming pools is never easy but it looks cool right it looks amazing yeah yeah you don't see a lot of pools for high school shows so i thought that was fun that's because every time you film in water you know it takes triple the time that you know a dry land scene takes to shoot so every time you see something wet in teen wolf there you go. You can have much more appreciation of what, of what you're watching. Um, I love that um, there's there's Scott obviously looking in the bedroom for, for Allison's necklace. But what I loved was we cut back to Styles' bedroom. In the previous Styles' bedroom scene, we already had Derek hiding. And he is, has the quite funny exchange with his dad about, you know, being at the lacrosse game. And he's so proud of him. And he's like, I'm proud of me, too. Um I think, like I said, I just Dylan was really fun to watch, um, especially. And this was when 
I think the fandom of Derek and Styles is truly born is Miguel. Um, oh, yeah. Was that just a fun scene to shoot overall? That was, that, yeah, it was fantastic. And you know, you know Dylan very well. So like, there, there were many versions of that scene. Oh, we gosh. shot many, many takes, and everybody. The, the worst thing when you're shooting like comedy stuff is that takes get ruined by people laughing like the crew yeah. me you know everybody behind no, the you'll hear that you'll hear you hear you guys you know, us laughing and then it makes the actors laugh and and um so that those scenes there was those were really really Probably fun, fun to edit or maybe hard choosing which you know which joke lands the best or which you know sound he's making uh lands the best the continuity that's the problem because mm -hmm. he would do such physical comedy and you would love it in one shot but then when you would cut back to him or somebody else they're not <laughs> reacting properly to that what they're he doing did. a different version yeah you know uh you can't do the same thing over and over in every piece of coverage in a scene so i i think for some of the um the editors they would struggle with that but right but it was so it was it was so good and uh and for Tyler, you know, for Hecklin, um, you know, all the different shirts. We tried on many different shirts, you know, in that scene. You know, like, oh, not tight enough, not, not, not the funny striped, enough. The striped you know? was great. And Barbara will obviously be on this podcast. But, um, yeah, the striped, the striped, not your color, as Danny said. It's really funny. It's really great. Yeah, I good. loved it. I think Hecklin really enjoyed it because up until then he just, I remember him at the beginning, he was just like, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, he's always just like under a tree in the woods. Right. <laughs> and so th these later episodes, was, as, as the show sort of discovered itself, you know, he, um, uh, you know, he, he got to do this comedy stuff and I think he really enjoyed it. Man, we yeah. Had a good time. yeah. I, I love that, you know, of course you work, you work that comedy back into the scene of tempting Danny to get information or to get him to trace the IP address is a, uh, is a fun a fun narrative uh you know sort of loop in with with that kind of comedy um now yeah. i loved i'll never forget seeing derek's house for the first time in the woods and that burned down set um from what i remember was there a different house and we switched to this house or they built something like i remember there was a story what was behind derek the, the backstory behind derek's house i think we saw a certain location and and jeff's like no build it or were you always planning on building that set um we we were struggling to find um okay, that's what it was. Yeah. and um and so we would go we would say to people we, we got off on the wrong foot at the beginning because we would say to people okay we need to find like a, an abandoned house in the woods mm -hmm. uh, and i was going off scouting for these these places and, and i remember going one day with like a park ranger and they would take us into the you know into the wilderness to look for these places and i was like i don't know if we can get a crew all the way out here there's, there's no roads and i and then um you know we would i remember standing at one point looking at this derelict house in the woods and i'm and i look down at my feet and we're in these like weird like puddles and i'm like what are all these like and then i look around it's like in jurassic park when they find the footprint of a dinosaur i'm looking around like what are these big puddles there's like a whole like um like 10 or 20 of the same size puddles all yeah. around like oh that's where wild boar come no, and um, done the and they roll and they make these puddles they're so deep they're lethal and they're very you know they're dangerous yeah. and i was like I don't, know, I don't know if the crew is gonna like that that's gonna be um that's not gonna be nice for everybody working if they suddenly they get attacked wild so, boar attacks of teen wolf we changed uh we changed tactics and that house that we ended on which i love yeah 
actually um it was at costly mill right you remember that oh i remember costly if you saw costly mill on this on the on the uh, call sheet you just sort of held your breath then because it was a very long drive and it's going to be a night shoot and it was going to be hard <laughs> and we would be adding rain and it would be cold and because uh, and it, it was, was just going to be like and anybody who wasn't at costly mill often me was like hi have fun and, you know in those first seasons especially though you actually were sad you were not a part of it um but as you know, yeah. we visit that was a nice thing even you would, people you would come on days that you weren't filming you were working, yeah. such a such a, a a great little family that everybody's we just come to hang out and be there with everybody else and, well, and, and as an actor in the beginning it's like and you know as you know with claire and lily that you know they're directors and 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 writers and any day that you just got to go on a set on a hollywood movie set you know it just was something that was this fantasy that you know as a as a chick, a chick from Texas, um, I had done one show prior to Teen Wolf um, as a series regular, and it we only did six episodes. It didn't go forward. It was for HBO. Um, it was like a dark comedy. We were not allowed in Video Village. Um, it was very corporately run. I was only a recurring in the beginning. They could have given two shits about me. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I couldn't ask anybody anything. I couldn't step one foot out of place. Um, so it was a very different vibe, um, a great show, um, but, but a very differently run set. So, oh, to go to set, I'm like, wait, you're not, I can just do it to come on set. Yeah, um, you'd sit with me at Video Village. We'd yeah, it was fun. I, I, I would like to get more into producing and where I want to be parked at Video Village. And I know that's also got to be a bit stifling sometimes too, though, to be sitting in a chair. I mean, I know you're up and down, up and down, but, um, you know, it's it's a lot of looking at a monitor. You guys don't get enough credit of how much you have to look at a monitor all day long and then go home and look at another monitor on a computer to plan for the next day. Um, it's no, you know what? It's, it's a dream. We're lucky. It's, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but it was. Yeah. But yeah. So Costly Mill was. Uh, that, was that's where we, so anyway, so the reason we landed there was that it had woods, but it had roads. So that literally we shot all the woods in, in the first couple of seasons are there. And you know you, you look in the, you, you know you look at a bunch of trees in one direction, and then you just turn a little bit. You could be in another part of the woods. You don't yeah. know. So it was a road, and it was all just like this big chunk, this one chunk there. And they had a barn on the top of the hill, and we created, we added um, the hail house to that barn, so the barn held it up. And it was only on the you could only see it from like one okay. angle. Yeah. Um, because if you if you're familiar with Psycho, the Hitchcock film Psycho um that's what they did with that house that you know you could only see it when you when you look up at that house you can only see it from one angle mm -hmm. because it's only got like the front and one side and there's nothing behind it right. and that was the same as the hail mm -hmm. house you know mm -hmm. had this hero angle that looked fantastic but um the inside was obviously on stages you know yeah yeah it was you know narratively it was fun to watch you know cake barge in on on allison and scare her and he, allison talks about how weak she felt in the school um, from night school a couple episodes back. And uh, she says, well, I want to feel powerful. She starts to question her family a little bit. And we cut back to Allison's house where have you ever had to question a boy like Arjun had to question Scott with your daughters? Have you had maybe not about werewolves, but do you have you ever been in that position of having to um, talk to a young man that your daughter had been dating? I have channeled my inner Arjun on a <gasps> and thought back to that those, those sort of scenes and i i've joked i've worked with jay with jr since on other shows oh which one the hundred 
No, I uh, we did a show um, in Toronto together. What um, was it called? Called uh, Falling Water. Falling no Water. way! I didn't yeah. know that. And hey. and so uh, so uh, with I'm walking down. This is years after Team Wolf has has um, ended. Okay. Yeah. And he and I yeah. we went out for lunch, and we were walking in the streets of Toronto, and this bunch of kids run up to us. Obviously, they, they recognize him, and they're they're from France, and um. They they just were so excited they just couldn't speak. They, they, I knew that it was about Team Wolf. They were they were mentioning Team Wolf and who he was and everything, but and they just stood in front of him and cried. And That's about right. And I I was so uh, loads of things like that have happened to you know that I've witnessed um many times you know and that's when i realized you know like god this show was so mm-hmm. important meaningful to so many people around the world to young people around the world mm-hmm. you know um and i and i love that you know yeah but you've never had to you've had to channel the inner argent though oh sorry of talk i've uh thank god they are, they're smarter than me and wiser than me <laughs> thank god that's the case you guys raised them man you guys do it, it it just it amazes me that your your family was the most present on Teen Wolf, and so that's why it was so fun to watch Claire and Lily grow up. Um, and and like we said earlier in this episode, they were homeschooled. So, um, I just really admire kids that are homeschooled and the homeschool model. And Claire and Lily adore learning because of the I, I believe because of the way they were brought up. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, well, that's, I can't I, I shouldn't take any credit for that. My wife. Uh... Yeah, uh, did all that. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
Have you so you kept in touch with all the other cast? You're you're all well. So Colton and I lived together for oh my gosh, almost two years after the show ended. Fantastic. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, and we live like five minutes from each other now, maybe five ten minutes, and we see each other. Oh, definitely weekly. Um, every oh, few wonderful! Days. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, Please Colton's one of my best friends. He's. I will. I'll give him your love. It's. He's. I, I, I really do. I loved all of you. I felt like a dad Aww. on that set more than. Uh, you know, <laughs> director, you know, like that, but but in a great way, you know, like it yeah. was, uh, I I just felt so protective of you all because you Aww. were so wonderful, all of you, and it was such a lovely group, you know. I was crying. Are you saying you're reminding me of this, and it's making me? Oh, Tim, it was. I mean, uh, Karen, you know, also you, you guys. There were so many like Teen Wolf moms and dads on set, you know, and um, it was just the best time. I didn't really get a traditional college experience as far as like partying goes or hanging out with everybody, I was working like three jobs and Tyler and Dylan didn't even get a college experience. So this was their college experience. And it was just this like suspended Peter Pan world. We got to go hang out in for, you know, the better half of a decade. And it was just incredible. So we were, we were all so thankful for everybody. And that's why the movie meant so much to us just to come back and be a part of something that meant so much to us. And so, um, it, you know, I thought the movie turned out lovely, but even if it doesn't, you're like, I don't care. I get to go hang out with everybody. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's what you make. And I've, I've heard some actors talk about this on podcasts. There's the product you make, and then there's the experience you have doing it. And those sometimes align, they're directly proportional and sometimes they're indirectly proportional. I've filmed projects that didn't turn out well, and I had such a blast making it. I'd go right. make it again. I don't yeah. care. And so, um, I think I think we were also really nervous in our 20s. There was a lot of pressure I think we put on ourselves as individuals. Um at least I'll speak for myself that that I think was I wish I could have enjoyed it maybe slightly more um in the moment because yeah. I was That's so nervous. Life. Yeah, you need to really sit yeah. back and enjoy enjoy it. Did you know any of the other cast before you worked on it? I can't remember. Most of them I knew Hecklin. Not mo I say most of them. I a couple of them. I knew Hecklin. Right. Um we were to, we've known each other since when I was in college before I started acting. Oh wow! Uh huh. Yeah, our best friends dated for several years, so I knew him. Um, he was in our kind of same friend group. Um, and so I'll never forget when he was like on audition for Teen Wolf. I was like, "You're auditioning. You're gonna book Teen Wolf." I was like, "You look like a werewolf." <laughs> and then I, he just—I've never met anyone that looks more like a werewolf than Tyler Hecklin. Um, and then the sure enough, he books it. And he, uh, the night before he's leaving, he sees me at the gym and I said, Oh, have fun in Atlanta. And the very next morning I got the call. So I leave this message being like, well, I guess I'm heading to Atlanta too. Um, cause I had That's tested good. for another show called scoundrels and I didn't book it. And when we got the call, I thought it was for scoundrels. And then turns out it was for, um, well, that was uh, scoundrels lost in our game. Cause you were fantastic. Oh, well, and, it was my game. Scoundrels lasted not even a season. And 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 then I, you know, this was this changed my life. So it was a completely different situation. But as far as the narrative goes, we're back in Styles' car. And uh they noticed that there's nothing else on the, the necklace aside from the symbol. But so Styles says, okay, I'm gonna let this lacrosse game. And he tells him that um he knows what it's for. So Styles gets out of the car and uh walks into the hospital. We cut to the lacrosse game. Um, again, you said you had never even, you didn't had, didn't even know what lacrosse was before you started shooting lacrosse. 
<laughs> no, but then you would get we get these lacrosse coaches to come and show us the plays that the 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 things happen, and it was always the same. They were very nice and they were super helpful because they would help set set everything up and you know with the players and so forth. Um, oh, but funny. but you know I would always say to them, okay, so that, I know that's real, but that's not quite exciting enough for what we need to do here. You know, so I need people to. It needs to be a far more violent um and right. game than you have and also in addition we're going to have some horses riding through this scene too okay just <laughs> so just bear with us and um i and love the, the the reaction of these lacrosse coaches being like uh. they were they were they were great i mean we had different people in different places but they were all thank goodness very um gung-ho to just give us whatever we needed because um you know they they, they understood like you know, on tv you always have to make everything or movies um just more interesting life is it's it's life without the boring bits you know exactly well i just love the showdown at the hospital to wrap out this scene um that style shows up the hospital he sees that derek's uncle's hospital bed is empty and now derek is telling styles to get out now and that his uncle's the alpha styles hangs up and he turns around and derek's uncle says you must be styles uh how much fun was it working with ian bowen Ian was great because <laughs> we did so much, like all that scar stuff on him and that stuff. And then in a later episode, I remember putting a bucket of worms on his face, you know, and some other thing. And he was like, he's like, they're going to be CG, right? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, Ian fun. Bowen. <laughs> he, he's the most, he and JR, um, but maybe it applies more to Ian than JR. They're such like gruff men with such gruff men hobbies and at the same time they are so prissy <laughs> like like i've never met anyone that has such you know uh, you know probably just be like scowling at me if he hears me say this but that's fine i don't care um it's true he's he's such a just loves the finer things in life kind of guy and he'd be well, of course of course <laughs> but is such a rough and tumble camper at the same time He's always down. He's very down guy. Yeah, he did. I mean, and and if you again remember with all those fights, um, we had doubles, but we I always always pushed it so that we had the real actors yeah. in as much of it as possible. So a big 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 chunk of that um, of that fight. And I know he obviously gets the best uh, the, the better of it. Um, uh, you know, it was the real actors doing it, doing all that stuff. You know, I remember mm -hmm. when we built that set. We had you know you build these walls that are you know, drywall with nothing behind them so that when they crush somebody into it, you know, it all collapses. and looks Yeah, like yeah. My, my stunt double broke her back doing one of those in, in season four, if you remember. I don't know if you remember Christine. Yeah, God, being pulled. She had fractured her back. Yeah. And so um, in in uh, this insane asylum. Yeah. And I can. Did a lot, so I, yeah. I can house. Bad things happen there too. Bad yeah. things happen in I can. That, that was on a set very easy to get to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh well, that sounds terrible. I feel bad for her. I didn't I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, yeah, as a director, you don't see some of the other stuff that happens. I love I, I think it's it, it, a moment for for recognizing Adrian Harris and he had such a big arc. Um and I love that they came back that Jeff brought him back for the movie because oh, yeah. he he's just a really fun guy. His wife has a theater company um in Atlanta and uh I loved his character. He was so creepy. The, the creepiest chemi chemistry teacher you could ever come up with, but that, you know, he was involved with the Halo House burning and he said it would have been in his teacher's teaching career, but he knows the woman who did it. Then hands Jared Zelensky, um, a drawing with the same symbol as Allison's necklace. <gasps> <gasps> 
<laughs> um, but I think what I do take away from this is obviously Jackson saying like, you better, you have three days, come back, come back with a, so, someone to bite me, come back with your alpha. It's quite the to-do list. And, and like you said, um, I love, I just love Peter Hale. I loved how Ian played him with such sass and comedy um, and the and the, he had so many dynamics. Anybody he walked into a scene with, whether it was Tyler Hecklin or myself or Colton, it was it was always a really fun dynamic when when he was around. You enjoy. I mean, the the dialogue is so good, and he would he would get great lines. You know, Jeff wrote great Peter Hale lines. You know, for, well for everybody, obviously, but the but the villain he really leaned into it. Ian did yeah. too. He was he didn't yeah. throw them away. He re- really milked yeah. them and really leaned into them. That's what I I love about I think that. The best villains you know, are enjoying being a villain they are they have no they're not embarrassed about being the villain they are right. just living their life and in their own mind they're the hero and they're having a good time and then i think you know the audience enjoys it a lot that way uh yeah 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 do you have any um takeaways from team well if we have a couple questions that that fans have asked who were your favorite characters which i know you're not going to choose favorites as kids <laughs> God, they're all yes you are my all my extended family favorite characters mm-hmm. um wow well um i loved the the comedy of it with uh you know with with dylan's physical comedy and then you know you mentioned in that like in that fight scene you wouldn't normally cut to the guy that's sort of hiding behind a cupboard or whatever he's <laughs> right, 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 right. that's also but, a good point yeah but you we cut to him because there's a moment where he sticks his head out and it's one shot and in that shot you see every part of his body right he you see his head and then his hands come in and then his back flips up and then he wriggles upside down and suddenly his feet are in the in the frame and so you see every limb mm-hmm. in about three seconds yeah 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 made me laugh on the day like how oh, he could he just threw himself in i'm sure it was painful i'm sure he hit it bumped himself on things he was, and stuff, he's he gumby did. that man could just bend himself yeah. in a million directions and he seemed to pop right up. I don't know if I ever heard him really complain about a lot of stuff. I mean, I didn't see him a lot on the weekend, so maybe he did, but but it, not that I could hear of. And then there's a bit in that that I I, I really love the dynamic between him and uh, uh, Tyler Hecklin. They, the because the, the, yeah. the, that's just a a comedy that's comedy gold when you have yeah, like, a great guy and the funny guy. You know, that's yeah. just. A, do you remember when uh, they're in the car and he hit his head on the on the windshield? Mm-hmm. On yeah. The, yeah. On the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. Hecklin came to me and said, do you think I could just try one where I just, you know, bash his head on the thing? And I just said, uh, you know, and then he, I think that was actually his line as well. The, the, you know what it's for, you know, like they does, you know, uh, what, you know, why'd you do that? You know, you know why. And they get out of the car. And, um, and, and it was, you know, that, that was uh, sort of an improv little moment there. And, mm. and Dylan went with that and then he bashed his head on the steering wheel. And it looked so painful um, but so funny, you know, and, and that was them. Their little dynamic was great. And I enjoyed that immensely. And then we have another question. This is from Robin Browers. One, she asked, did you watch the previous episode before the one you direct? But really would be, did you, were you able to watch any cuts at that point where there is anything edited? Or did you watch dailies from the previous episode for your episode? Was there any sort of crossover? I think is um, what we could ask. So I think the way it worked, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have seen the episode because it wouldn't have been finished in editing. I think you know, I would have been around. So I would definitely have been on set while certain scenes were being shot because we shot, yeah. you know, I would say if you're shooting at the school, I would be 
going to the school to like uh, scout for yeah. you know the next episode see where am i going to go to shoot this where am i going to put the cameras all that sort of stuff so i would have been on set and i would see you know you working with russell and and uh and, and, and i'd be mm-hmm. spying to see what he's up to so i can you know so from that us. that's where you would get the little bits so i would steal stuff from ideas from him yes no and, you guys um, are both amazing and uh and then if it was sometimes you get those episodes where like one thing you know uh, you end on a cliffhanger, like, you know, in the middle of a game or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and then the next episode picks up that game. So then I would definitely either be there or watch dailies of that. Mm-hmm. If I was picking up like the second half of the scene or I was, do- yeah, if I was picking up the second half, um, you know, I mean, the, the so I, I didn't watch the episode, but I would certainly do sort of, you know, I'd make sure I was aware of what had been shot so that it was seamless so that, yeah, it, it all worked well. When we did all the bus stuff, I don't remember. Oh, I don't yeah. remember but like we had two buses and literally we cut them in half. Do you remember that? I remember we you had one together like, and one cr- crazy. Yeah, and they were next to each other. So we used the same lights because we didn't have enough lights. So we like lit them next to each other. And so Russell's directing in one bus and I'm in another bus next to it, right back to and back. And one would roll with the other one setting up and vice yeah, versa. Exactly. And, I would, and I'd be like, and then he, Russell's talking while I'm shooting scenes, you know, with you or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Russell, shut up. Okay, we're filming here. I got I got to hear Holland's dialogue. Oh my gosh. How many times did we have to hear? Guys, we're filming on the other side. And and, and you had to be quiet in your setups and and, and all of the, <laughs> the grips having to move, the gaffer, the grips having to move around, you know, it was... It was a lot on the crew. It was a yeah. lot. It was fun, but yeah. it was just, it was fun chaos, you know? And and then we- It was a lot buses. of, yeah. Like, okay, everybody over here, come on to this bus and you get that bus now, you know? And um, it's, it was a lot of that sort of stuff, which, which uh, you know, at the time seemed like bedlam, but I look back on it very, every memory I have from Team Wolf is very, very happy. And I'm very- uh, uh, grateful and proud to have been a, a part of it. Oh, well, my last question for you, what is your favorite experience? And this is coming from Lili Lala zero zero favorite experience when working with the cast members. I think I love what I, I think. All right. So my favorite thing was when you were all together. I think, I think uh, I loved the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. all. there's always a you know you're you're scared because you're being you know stalked or attacked or whatever and then there's some you know there's funny dialogue in it and then, and then there's the chemistry i think that's what i love i love the chemistry between you lot you know you, oh, and, okay. you and the others right and i always remember one of my favorite episodes was um one when you it was called night school and you were stuck in the mm-hmm. school you know <laughs> and and that was just fun because literally it's just this scooby-doo gang running from one building to another building or through the school and trying to get away and trying to stay alive and and uh, and just the dynamics between all of you because what we got lucky with on this show was the chemistry between the cast you know like mm-hmm. the shows that people talk about and that run for a long time like friends or whatever um are when people the audience loves the cast when when the cast uh get along and love each other you know right. and in real life and 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 you were just such a great team i i always used to look forward to the t- the scenes when all of you were together fighting something uh, fighting you know, snapping <laughs> fighting each other and just like comedic sort of like banter and then I know the amount of fi- inner fighting then the bigger fights we had to go fight was uh yeah. was a uh, quite the conundrum in itself <laughs> yeah or snapping in between each other yeah. yeah oh that's lovely yeah it was 
and and it's it's fun for you to say that because those were not the easiest scenes to shoot but you definitely something else was then added to the script where that that feet that the energy just lifted off the page and you could feel that energy and yeah yeah you were all having a good time and i think that translated to to the audience it's the first time i've worked in hawaii so it's ncis oh, hawaii. Wow. yeah it's a spin-off of yeah you know previous ncis uh shows that cbs makes you know that's the great thing right we get to go to different places and work in different places so uh you and i are lucky this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Well, I'm excited that we just got to chat and I got to see you guys. And seeing Claire and Lily at the uh, the premiere was such a delight. Oh, my gosh. They look the exact same. <laughs> They're just fully, fully fledged, like, young women. And they've always been so mature for their age. But... There was, it was just really cool to see them. Like, but you're like an adult adult now. This is very strange, but you guys are obviously such a close family. The lines got so blurred. They really thought of you lot as their older siblings. They were, they, they, because, you know, everybody's together every day, all day and for years. Um, So for them, they were, and that made me laugh because they would always go up to, you know, all of you and just ask. They would just talk to you as if you were their older brother or sister. Oh, yeah. That's the only classroom they ever attended with vegan history. That's funny. Their high school diploma is from Beacon Hills High School, and it's signed by, you know, like on that thing, on on one of those diplomas, it has like the principal and and, or whatever. And it's so Jeff Davis, Russell Mulcahy, Joe Janeiro. The four of us signed their their high school diplomas. And so they're the only kids that survived Beacon Hills High School. The only kids. 
It's in addition to us, technically, yeah. We're, it's, jury is still out. <laughs> That's funny. I had no idea that y'all even did that. That's hilarious. They got to be in. They got to be actors in the show, so they were. Let's give them a shout. What's their next move? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they had the the first film that they made is called Maxime, and mm-hmm. got bought by Amazon, so you can stream it on yeah. Amazon Prime. They were telling you about that, yeah. And they shot it on the old Teen Wolf stages. Yes. And uh, in the sets, you know, like it was amazing. So we, we, we were, it was kind of crazy being back and then and, and repainting. I don't think Team Wolf fans knew this. The, the diehards know about your whole family. No, uh, but, uh, but I, yes, I knew it was on the Team Wolf set, but I don't know if everybody else did. And so I love that they got to do that. Yeah, it was fantastic. We, when we, uh, when we got, had to evacuate because of a fire in Topanga and, mm. and um, we stayed overnight at the Team Wolf. <gasps> No, you did not. We had all these animals, and I was like, I don't know where to take all these animals. And um, and I was like, Oh my god, I can use the, I can use the, um, the the cells in the Icon House and put like. No, you did not. Are you serious? Do you have pictures of this, Tim? Um, I don't. Lily, Lily might have it. It was it was a very chaotic night, and we so we (sighs) we were walking through the 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 stages in the dark. I didn't know where the lights were. And um, and we put all the animals and the dogs and everything. No, you did. That is hilarious. I had no idea. Yeah, and we spent the night there. Um, so the, my kids, we, have, house. we have to sleep in Icon House. I'm not just put the animals. Like we could just shut them in there, and and we'll we'll sleep on couches somewhere. And so I don't know where. Oh my sleep. gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> it was so crazy. It was a funny old night. But you wow. see, people. Team Wolf is saving lives even now. Literally. Oh, well, I hope you'll come back for season two if you if you so care to and and chat about another episode. You're oh, you're our most organized guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shocked by that. No, I, I was love. I was so happy. To, I was like, I haven't seen you in so long, and it's so lovely to to see you. Yeah, to, I know. Such a, a such an important television show. I mean, for all of our, my, my family's life. You know, oh, yeah. and for everybody in it, us. and then uh, for so many people that I still meet, you know, when just walking, just walking down the street, when I just bump into people and they talk about it, it's uh, it was amazing Aww. how important this show, this little show that we went off, this little group of us went off to Atlanta to, to make. Aww. and well done doing. Was this your idea to do this podcast? It was, yeah. You gonna get Jeff? Is he doing? Well? Oh yes, he was. He did our first episode. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Yeah, he was. A, I had no idea he was an IT guy for like six years at Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I was like, wait, what? So uh, yeah. he's one of those genius guys that can do, you know, that that just uh, can do anything, and their brains work uh, at a level that mine does not. Oh, you guys are all really intelligent. We felt really in just good hands with you guys. It was it was quite a good time, and and just knowing, you know, uh, like Kate, um, you know, with Jill Jill Wagner. That character and her being embodying that character came through Toby Wilkins, and she had just done a movie with him, and so oh. that's why she was on Teen Wolf. Like just hearing everybody's backstory, um, Shelley got to do that. the movie episode. Yeah, yeah, that's how she came on. And then, um, so if it wasn't for Toby Wilkins in the first season, we would not have Kate. You know, Kate Argent as Joe Wagner okay. and Joe Wagner yeah. as Kate. She was great. She had, and she again, somebody else who was just like she just loved it being there. Oh. So. And she, she, such a fun villain, right? Yeah. She, she really, she really does a great job, and being like that older, bigger sister. She's like kind of a big sister slash aunt, you know, to to Allison, and she she ran that line really well. I thought. 
I remember uh, shooting a scene with her when she just uh, she had to shoot a shotgun through the roof of a car that she was in. Like another rental. On. Yeah, another <laughs> rental that we gave back. You know, after, <laughs> after we'd set fire to it. And, uh, oh my god! Fire above her. Um, that is so funny. Yeah. So funny. Oh well, thank you so much for taking the time, Tim. My so pleasure. lovely. Miss you guys. Lovely to lovely. see. You. Thank you for inviting you me. Bye. Thanks for listening, y'all. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.